do we love her? I love Uba Hassan, okay? I think she's the best thing since sliced bread. I don't know. I love Chanel Ayan, but I think I love Uba even more. Well, you know, we've always said on record that we love the housewives that feel like they're in a different planet in um in an innocent way, like in a not in like in a way that doesn't hurt people, which is why we love Karen Huger. Yeah. Because she's in another planet and she's bothering nobody except for probably Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uba is bothering a lot of people. Yes. But that's because they are getting bothered. She's not trying to bother them. They are getting bothered. So um yeah. yeah, I love her. Oh my God. I love her. If she ever has a uh, you know, one of those, what are they called? Live um, shows? No. Meet and greets. Meet and greets. I Fragrance? would love yeah. I would love like you know. <laughs> A three-week candle? <laughs> three-week candle. I would I'm buy it. I'm at provisions. <laughs> yes. If she does that, I would be there, wherever she is. If she comes to my town, I'm going to go meet her. Yeah. I would feel like the tiniest person. Both of us would feel like the tiniest people on the planet because she's like I, You know, so. for that alone, I would go see her because right now I feel huge. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to feel tiny in front of her. I'm going to feel fat. And big and huge. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be, they're going to be like, look number 10. Her, I want to watch her eat and just be, it, that's going to give me so much joy because nothing's going to happen to her. But if I ate the same amount of food, I probably would blow. Yeah. Um, the fact that so, she loves food, A. And great. she is doing what Candy Burra said in the uh, Watch What Happens Live afterwards. When she was talking to Erin, she said, be your authentic self, stick to yourself. Don't say yeah. anything. Uh, don't lie or don't say anything that they will catch you on afterwards. And Uba is exactly that. You're getting what you're getting who she is. It's not filtered. She's not acting up for the cameras. She's just being authentically herself. Yeah. So last episode, the first episode, I was like, oh, we barely got to know anything about Uber. All we saw was her being like, I don't have any brown in my closet, you know, like, but we didn't get enough Uba. But this episode, I would, Uba stole the show. Yes. <laughs> Uba, it was, it was Uba o'clock. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, so this episode, Uba, Jessel, and Sai, their ladies are going to the Hamptons. Uba, Jessel, and Sai head to the Hamptons to visit Aaron's home in Sag Harbor. And Bryn is not on this episode, which I also liked because I feel like maybe when Bryn is on, it doesn't mm-hmm. give a lot of time to show themselves. Mm-hmm. I love that Bryn wasn't there because we got to see a lot more personality out of some of these women. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, Aaron's going to host a caviar party a caviar tasting when the ladies get there but uba's like listen i'm about to stay at a hotel and i need to get some sandwiches because Mm -hmm. this is not enough food for me i am six feet tall you have to feed this body yeah we got to get some food in here um okay so when the ladies are packing up to get uh at the to get to the hamptons cy brings so much wardrobe so I have to here's say, yes Sai Sai was really bothering me in the beginning of this episode mm-hmm. but by the end of it my feelings about her changed but in the beginning I was like 
okay, we get it. You are basically going to this gorgeous house in the Hamptons. You brought a whole bunch of outfits. You're going to take pictures of those outfits and then you're going to post them on your, on your Mm -hmm. Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's what you're, you're using the fact that uh, Aaron has probably a gorgeous home with a nice backdrop as a way for yourself to take some photos and make some content. But like, let's not bring our work to girls trips. How about that? Yeah. So size feels like this episode and I'm still getting to know her. I still like her. Yes. But she looks, she feels like the person that Paige wishes she would grow into. So that's what it's somebody that Paige would want to be is size. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I feel like size is a successful version of Paige, but, um, so here's a, each of the ladies have a whole bunch of issues with traveling and they it's like all the neurosis and they're like, okay, here are the things that I don't like about staying over and here are the things that I need. And they all come with the oddest little things like Uba wants obviously an unlimited supply of bananas, but also she is like, I cannot, I like to have my own personal time. I like to go away and being in a hotel is easier for me because then I'm not people don't think I am rude because I took myself away to recharge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, Sai wants a lot of clothes, a lot of food. She wants food to be available at all times, which, which is I also, which would be me. Yeah. Um, I don't like to be, when I'm hungry, I want to be, if I'm going to your house, I want to have something accessible. So I don't feel like I have to ask you for it because I get hungry at the oddest time. And yeah. And, that's and you're like, really okay, now important. I feel if I were home, I know where the snacks are. And now I have to feel like weird. Or I need you to feed me so much as soon as I arrive that I don't need to look for s- snacks. Don't Correct. make me scrounge for snacks. Okay. Right. And you know what? I have to say, not to bring it back to last episode, but when you enter and there's a cheese plate, that's great. Keep that yeah. plate. Keep me, keep, give me some crudite. Yeah. Give me some right. dips. Get me something. But you got to have some stuff there waiting for me. A, a Pringles so with okay, some I caviar. I thought Erin had some crudite and she had some yeah. cheese. So I think that would have been enough for me. But Sai obviously was looking for a burger. Yeah. I think they were looking for lunch. They yeah. did the thing that the girls often do, which is that, and this happened to me yesterday. I went to Long Island, which going to Long Island from New Jersey is like taking a flight from Newark to India. Okay. Yeah. It's a really long drive. Right. And so I made the mistake of like spending all morning getting ready and we were going to go to the beach out there with some family. So I had to like pack a bunch of stuff and I just had coffee and I didn't get a chance to eat breakfast. And then we got in the car and the car I took way longer than expected. And then by the time I got to my husband's aunt's house, I was starving. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God. Thankfully, she greeted me with an alu prata. And I was like, (laughs) oh, amazing. She was like, here's a cup of chai and an alu prata. Welcome to my home. That's what I want. If you're making me drive across yeah. the island of Long Island, yeah, you need to. It's a good two with, to three hours, right? Yeah, it's with yeah. traffic. It's hell. Yeah. yeah, you need to greet me with something more substantial than Pringles and caviar. Okay, right. right. I'm gonna need something a little bit heartier. I need right. more protein than right. some caviar. And And most of the drive is through highways. So it's like literally sitting in a parking lot highway and inching forward. So there's no, there's no place to just take off and go have, have lunch, take a break, get off the highway and eat. You don't do that when you're in that highway. So you just keep going because you don't know how you, how much longer it's going to take. 
Exactly. And yes, you could potentially maybe pull over and stop at a Starbucks and get a couple of cake pops, but you don't want to do that because the drive itself is already too long. And you're like, oh, if I take a break now, we're just adding 35 extra minutes to the arrival time. And I don't want to do that. So you just don't. And the expectation is that you're going to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. I go to Long Island a lot. Yeah. And I don't even go as far deep as the Hamptons. I go into Suffolk County, like closer to Nassau. And even then, when I go to visit my Long Island family when our, or my husband's Long Island family, they know that people are going to arrive starving. Also, mm-hmm. being in a car for two hours automatically right. makes me yeah. famished, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. It's like when I come to New Jersey, I'm packing snacks for the way because yeah. it, and I'm stopping at Delaware you know, and Water I'm gap. stopping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the Delaware uh, Valero stop. Yeah, yes. I, I am for the Cinnabon. But yeah. I do, but I do pack, uh, you know, snacks too, because first of all, it's a long drive and I want to be munching on something because otherwise I'm going to fall asleep at the wheel. So yes. I do keep, I do do that. But having, but so would you also bring your own toilet paper? No, that I was like, that's, I think she was just re- continuing a joke. Yeah. About going there. I think that mm-hmm. was one of those things is like she made a she thought she made a cute little quip at Jenna Lyons's house. And then she was like, I'm going to follow this up by taking this. First of all, I understand wanting to take a couple of a one roll of toilet paper, yeah. but sister packed a Costco size right? heavy duty, big, big pack. And I was like, Sky, do you uh, plan on shitting yourself? Is that why you brought so many clothes? Because you have explosive diarrhea? It's going to be a Joe Jonas kind of situation. <laughs> Joe Jonas kind of situation. Are you planning to shit yourself? Why do you have so much? What's happening? Right. So that's why I was like, she's not actually going to use that toilet paper. She's just trying to be cute and silly and like yeah. rag on her friend. And on on the drive is where our cousin Jessel, Jessel, Jessel. I can't, still cannot tell, say her name, Jessel, um, you know, tells everybody all of the issues she's having in her marriage <laughs> and the fact that she's not had sex for over a year. She says over a year in the car. And then when later on they're talking, we find out that the last time she had sex was when she conceived the twin babies who are now a year old. Okay. Mm-hmm. But she says something in the car about like, he's she still like gives him blowjobs and Mm -hmm. i was like you so you're not too tired to suck this man's dick but like you haven't had sex in two years like it just jessel is bothering me so much and i know i know myself i know i know part of it is because i just have uh, a higher level of like my my embarrassment bar is just like super low like so I get embarrassed really quickly by people who look like me on television I just I'm like ooh, why did you do that that's cringe factor right so So you can you you please not be cringy you already had one cringy one and you know married to medicine we don't want another one yeah it's just a mess this episode she starts first she says that she hasn't written anything in a while but she has been blowing, giving him blowjobs. She also does this really annoying thing where when they get to the house, she says, we're not in New York anymore. And I was like, Jessel, Jessel, go home. Yeah. Do you know where the Hamptons are? Like, are you dumb? I just got so mad at her. I was like, shut up, Jessel. What are you doing? (laughs) 
You are having an oversized reaction to her. But so here's here's my, I did say to you that she proved everything we thought of her last week was true. But however, for one little part, which it came through the whole episode towards the end, right? Where she talks about, well, now that you mention it, we had eight rounds of IVF or something. So there was like, you you had you had to have sex at a certain time and it was so robotic that we have sort of and i that part i wish she had said that up front in the car before it became a storyline right because i feel like she could have said that then too i don't think she came to that realization in gen at the dinner afterwards i think she always knew that this was something that they had both gone through this thing and sex had become associated with making babies and it sort of had lost its romance and there's a real struggle that couples that go through fertility treatments undergo with intimacy after the fact because everything becomes such a road um you know like business-like and then it's not the same anymore and yes. they struggle with intimacy afterwards so this she i wish she should have she could have said that up front Rather than use that as a storyline to be, hey, yeah, I need sex. I I am sexy and I need some lingerie. It just feels, it just proves that she is who we think she is, which is, um, you know, she's she's looking for a storyline that can, you know, make her the center of the center of the group. Okay, I have to say, watching this episode, the person who feels the most out of place for sure to me feels like Jessel and Mm -hmm. like it feels so I really want to get into like all of her right stuff a little bit later when it comes up but one of the other things I noticed about this friend friend group quote unquote is that Jen Alliance first of all so cool she drives herself in a vintage baby blue Mercedes I mean she's so hot She's so cool, man. And then she's she she's wearing this outfit that probably costs like twenty thousand dollars, but it looks like it probably could have been purchased also at Old Navy. And there's just right something so cool about she's just so right. cool. Right. And Aaron says Jenna is a new friend to the group, so I want to make sure that these girls get a chance to like know her. And I realized that it is for sure. This is. Our what our theory was last week, which is that these girls are basically starting over after the Lizzie stuff, mm-hmm. and now Jenna is being added to the group as a new friend, and this is like a new start, a reset point for the group. Was like, Jenna I really, added after? Jenna was added after Lizzie oh. was removed. Okay. So Jenna doesn't know all of the stuff that's happened in the past with that the Lizzie. That makes so much so sense because stuff. she's always looking like confused with all of the, like, why are we talking about cheese? What's happening here? She's always looking yes. so confused. Yes. And even like the way that they all keep being like, oh, Jenna Lyons thinks, Jenna Lyons thinks, Jenna Lyons said, Jenna Lyons. And like the fact that they keep using her full name, mm-hmm. it just very much, and even like Jenna bringing those gifts for the women Mm -hmm. it all feels very much like this is jenna getting to know these other women while Mm -hmm. these women have already gotten to know each other at this point for maybe a couple of months because i think they had already been yeah oh my god yes so it just you know all of it just felt a little bit like this is and and they keep cutting to jenna's confessionals because i think 
Jenna has the most to say because she's observing these women for the first time in this particular setting. Mm. These All these women probably had moments like this already where they talk about, oh, I think of this as this, about this person. I think of this about this person previously at other gatherings that they are no longer showing on the show because mm-hmm. they had to cut that footage because Lizzie was there. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. That's why Jenna, now, feel, Jenna does feel like an add-on. Yes. But having said that, Jessel j- does feel like she doesn't belong in this group. And then she's trying so desperately to connect with them. And they're all being very kind to her because they are approaching her as the quiet one, the, you know, one. the nice one, the naive one, the innocent one. What they don't understand is she's none of that, none of the above. Yeah. So, and also Jenna talks like Jenna's getting to know it's weird because Jenna gets to meet Jessel's mom and obviously Cy and Bryn got to meet Jessel's mom but Aaron is like oh I would love to meet this woman like I would love to know more about her it just very much felt to me like maybe when the cameras went down and they said we got to refigure out our casting that is when Jessel decided I didn't like who I was previously and I need to figure out what my new storyline is. So now I need to like bring my mom in and bring the daisiness and my mm-hmm. relationship and all this stuff. Because if they've already been filming at this point and this is the first time Jessel has shared with them that she hasn't had sex with her husband in two years, what were you talking about about yourself prior to this point? Well, I wouldn't want to talk about that the very first no, few months. Certainly. <laughs> no, of course. But like yeah. even her talking about like how she met her husband and she like they mm-hmm. were friends. Like it very much felt to me like maybe Jessel never really shared these things about yeah. herself. And right. or maybe, guys, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Jessel wasn't even part of the cast before. No, I think she was already. I think, I think she was. She was when Lizzie yeah. was there. But um it just it it felt very much it feels very much like the women still sort of the centerpiece of this show right now is Jenna Lyons and the mm-hmm. women getting to know Jenna and just sort of existing around her and Jenna sort of like watching this like who's that like Jane Goodall watching like <laughs> the zoo animals you know what I mean and like <laughs> yeah like just watching them and like just watching observing them or whatever right. um so Jenna gives all these women uh lingerie and she says that she didn't pick it out herself but the woman who picked it out like knows about them and so I think what that basically means is, is her intern yeah went on, on Instagram yeah assistant went on Instagram and picked some yeah. stuff out right right um, because that's why Giselle says, if you went on Instagram and looked at me, I yeah. wouldn't wear this. <laughs> if that's what your assistant did. Yes. Um, once at the house, they eat some crackers or whatever. Um, and Uba says, I got to go get food. <laughs> she leaves. She goes to provisions, which she says is like the Bergdorf Goodman of grocery stores. Um, but when she pulled up to it, I was like, Okay, but you know what it is? It's probably the place where, um, what's her name? Barefoot Contessa? Yes. She's always um, going to these little nooky kind of stores that have the most pricey but ex- exotic foods, right? So I was just thinking, it's like Barefoot Contessa also showing up next to Uber. It's like, oh, is it closed? 
oh, Jeffrey's going to be so upset about this. What am I going to make now? Yeah, it's for sure like this the shop where like Ina Garden goes to like get her Madagascar vanilla beans, you know, and then she's like, if you can't go to provisions to get your vanilla beans, then shop right is fine too. <laughs> shop right is fine. You know, um, like <laughs> but but prior to that, would would I was observing Erin and how Erin is fascinating to me because I feel like she is she has she has bottled up all of the contempt that she has for all of these women and pushed it deep inside her (laughs) and that it's just going to burst out any minute now and she's going to lose it on all of them because she's sitting there she has this caviar people coming and she's like okay you didn't like my cheese now I'm going to put the caviar thing together and she is working around her kitchen putting things and she is already pissed off she doesn't want to prepare them she doesn't want to have them she's like I'm only having them for a couple of days and then they ha- they can go wherever they want to go and I'm like okay but you you seem so unwilling to be the hostess you do not want them in your house. You are really unwilling to be the hostess and you're forcing yourself to do this because production asked you to. And she's yeah. just so mad at the whole thing because in the club for next week where she's having the Shabbat dinner and her entire family comes in, she's so much more at ease. She's like putting out the dishes. She's talking. Uh, she seems so much more at ease in that kitchen. And in this kitchen, she's like, I don't want anyone here. This is my private space and now that it's going to get invaded by these women coming in well also like um she every time somebody calls her they're like hey are you stressed out and she's like no i'm not they just gaslight her all day long she's so easy to gaslight too they keep asking her do you have food no i have caviar and then they come up and they come into the house and say is that all you have like yeah i told you caviar what do you want it's like constantly they poke her constantly because you know she's going to burst any second now yeah jenna is like they're sitting on the couch everybody seems very relaxed and jenna looks at her she goes are you worried about this weekend are you stressed about this weekend like even jenna who like is just getting to know these people are like i could get aaron's vibe and she seems really uptight and annoying. okay i will have to ask you jenna is like okay. are you going to give me something special because i showed up early <laughs> she's like what do you mean she's and, like and i like to have something special <laughs> in that regard i have to say i feel so like seen when I see Aaron having that, because I feel like I am always under pressure as host, and I, as much as like Aaron bothers me in a lot of ways, I think she also bothers me because like the mirror is shining too bright. Like I, see too I much can myself see that. But I have to ask you: these group of girls, Uba, Aaron, Jessel, and Uba, Aaron, Sai, Jessel, and Jenna, right? The five of them. Yeah. Who do you think is the youngest out of that group? Uba. Well, Jenna is not. Jenna's the eldest, yeah. Yes. Aaron, Sai, Uba, and who did you say? Jessel. Jessel. I think Sai may be the youngest. Who's the youngest? No. Aaron is the youngest. What? Okay. Somebody said to me, and unfortunately this is true because Aaron also, unfortunately, like every week we're going to say another thing that Aaron is doing that is very problematic. She also follows 
Ron DeSantis on Instagram. <gasps> she, she didn't make up her mind. She donated to Trump, but now she's changing her mind to Ron DeSantis. <laughs> or as Trump calls him, Ron DeSanctimonious. I have to say, <laughs> I hate that guy, but Ron DeSanctimonious is genuinely hilarious. <laughs> So I yeah. do like Chris Christie ribbing him a lot. <laughs> Chris Christie is going doing to Ron DeSantis what Sai is doing to Aaron. Just keeps poking <laughs> him, just annoying him just enough to see if he burst. <laughs> and you know that's the kind of white on white crime I really love. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> but, but like, yeah. So Aaron, Aaron is like. A Republican, guys. That's what she is. Okay, she's a Republican. Right. There's no question about it at yeah. this point. She is a Republican. But I, somebody said to me that racism has aged her because she does not look like she is. She's younger than me. What? She's younger no. than you. Yes. She and Bryn are the same age. No. Yes. Oh my goodness. No. I thought Sai was younger than her. No, I knew Jessel wasn't, but yeah. I, I, I did think Sai was. Yeah, Uba wow. is Uba and Sai are the same age, and then which is like thirty nine or forty. Mm-hmm. And then I cannot believe that for either of them that they oh, are but they look to 40. so good. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and then Jessel is over forty, and then it's um uh Jenna who's mm-hmm. I think fifty, um, but uh, why did I wonder about oh Aaron's age because Aaron just has. This, yes. this energy about her. Yes. She has what, uh, what's her name said? Uh, what, um, our New Jersey housewife. What's her name? Oh, old lady. Jennifer Aiden. Aiden said old, <laughs> old lady energy. <laughs> She's old lady energy. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they go to Topping Rose, uh, which, like, it's so funny to hear Aaron being like, I love that place. I love that place. I'm like, we watched Real Housewives of New York for years. We know mm-hmm. that place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Congratulations, Aaron. She's like, Dorinda, you guys are going to Dorinda, Ramona, and Bethany have had many a fight in that space. Exactly. exactly. I, re- I remember the green chairs and the, you know, I remember. <laughs> and and th- literally on that exact table. Exact table. Yeah. Um, Uba wants to sit only facing north. <laughs> <laughs> and Sai or somebody says, is that because of Mecca? And I'm like, you are in New York. <laughs> you don't know. How is Mecca to the north of you? <laughs> the, listen, Santa Claus uh-huh. and the Muslims. Same place. <laughs> The reindeers and the hajis all together. Yeah. <laughs> In the North Pole with the reindeers. Yes. The reindeers go around the hajj. <laughs> They're going around the Kaaba. Yeah. Exactly. Around the Kaaba. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> happy Muslim New Year. That happened this year. Oh. <laughs> or this week. Yeah. This week. Yeah. Yeah. How about happy birthday to me, bitch? Okay. I am so sorry. <laughs> Still as, waiting for that. I was making that joke. I was like, oh, by the way, happy new. And then in my head, I was like, you have to still wish Arthi happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> happy birthday. 
Thank you. It's not the big this, one yet. No, it's, well, it, every one of them feels big. As you get closer, <laughs> as you get older, every one of them, it looks like it's in cap letters and neon light, and it's getting bigger as it gets closer, okay? It's scary. It's scary. <laughs> Well, it's not Jenna that Jenna gives one, yeah. me hope, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know that? Okay, so Jenna, when she gives a gift, she also tells the women that she, they're not going to see her in the lingerie because she has this genetic disorder. Mm-hmm. And she's also, I think there was like a, a page six article or something also about it, too. But her teeth are fake. Her lashes are fake. Her eyebrows are fake. And her hair is fake. I can't, I, don't, I keep staring at her hair. I'm like, what about the hair is fake? I don't know if she has just, maybe it's it's just wig. the front or not all of it. She's always has it loose and she's flipping it all the time. I think it's, she said it's like a cap. She said it's like a baseball cap I put on every day. Really? Like, what? But she probably she's has got the best some fucking good, wigs good that you could, money baseball. can buy. Best. Yeah. 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 Because I'm losing hair, so I would like to know what she's got going on. Because I would like to have that. Me too. I would like. I would like that. Yeah. Um. Uh. She also shares about her mom. Jenna Lyons' relationship mm-hmm. with her mom. We find out that her mother was on the spectrum, and her mother was very cold. And to be honest, I thought she was on the spectrum too. That's how Jenna, I thought. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But I think that like, you know, it's it's hard. It's one of those things yeah. where like you do learn behavioral stuff from mm-hmm. your family. So right. I could see why you can sometimes pick up on those things, you right. know. Um, but she kind of like shares all these things about herself. Again, it's like a very Jenna heavy episode, I felt like, because she's like really introducing herself right. to these women. Right. And when she's talking about um, – Jessel's mom, she keeps saying how wonderful it is. And I wish I had that mom. I She's so wonderful. And she just literally praises her mom so much. She says how well put together she, how awesome she yeah. looks, her fashion style, blah, 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 blah. This is high praise. And she even has a backhanded compliment that's just like, I don't know what happened with you, but she's <laughs> really good. The way Jessel's face was like crimped up and she was like, I could feel her feeling some sort of way because her mom was getting all the praise and not her. I feel like Jessel is a spoiled child and she she always has to have all of the attention on her. And when she doesn't have that, it really, really, really bothers her. I think that scene sort of set it up for her being rude later to oh. Jenna. I really think that bothered her. You you watch that scene and you watch Jessel's face and it's like, oh, thank you. As if she had anything to do with having, you know, ha- her, having her mom life. being awesome. Yeah. Like, no, you are lucky to have her, but it's, there's no smile. It's like a very cold, oh, thank you. And it's like. But I think it's also complicated because I'm sure Jessel's own relationship with her mom sucks. So like, which we'll get think- to. Oh yeah, I have I have so many. I've already psychoanalyzed this woman. Oh okay. Back to Uba sitting mm-hmm. facing north. Uba also doesn't drink, doesn't smoke weed. And I just love that this woman is just high on life. Right? She's so high. Uh, she's so hyper. She has so much energy. She has so much joy and she's right. She lives a beautiful life and when she tries to escape that God would slap somebody like that and say, go go back to your beautiful life. You have the yeah. perfect life. 
Yeah, exactly. If I was th- that gorgeous mm-hmm. and that fun, and, and then that I tried happy to be and more sa- fun, you know, so, uh, and confident in herself, she's yeah. very self confident. Yeah, and having sex eight times in one go. <laughs> I, as a starfish? I, as a starfish. Wait, she didn't have to do any of that work? Sure. That's, I mean, what? what is, well, I would never drink yeah. or anything. I would have no other vices. Yeah. Be like, my life is perfect. Yeah. Um, Jenna also doesn't drink, we find yeah. out, which I think is uh, such a departure from Roswell's of New York. I know. Past. How are they going to do Whatever they could do. How are they going to have the fights if they don't drink? Drinking was such an important part of that older. Like, there are people who should. I mean, they they had to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. They had to go get sober. People have been put on pause because they couldn't handle the alcohol. And here comes a group where two of them don't even drink. I know. That really probably has to grind Dorinda's gears. She's probably so mad about it. She's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Except she says, are you feeling healy? Like she... (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Um, (laughs) Ramona is like, oh. Yeah. This is boring. I got some Um, tea that Ramona has a new boyfriend. I got some, some links and stuff. I'll tell you later. Links and stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to talk about that. Okay. Jenna also shares her sexuality aha moment and also her outing story. And did you find Jessel saying, when did you figure out that men don't do it for you anymore? Mm -hmm. Kind of a weird question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? There was something about the way she said it to Jenna that I was like, Ooh, right. She didn't say, when did you know that you were attracted or to women or that you were a lesbian? When did you finally take the leap? What made you take the leap? Yeah. She's like, when did you know that men aren't doing it for you anymore? And I think that yeah. lies the issue is that she is nah. I think yeah. she's rethinking her orientation where she might actually, who who might actually she might be attracted to. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, it was just something about the way she said it. And then even the way like Jenna kind of. It was like, like are you talking about yourself, Jesso? Yeah, exactly. Like, are you rethinking about men? Yeah. Is that yeah. what's happening? Um, Who's here? Amazon? Harold's going bananas back Probably. there. Probably. Who knows? Is it Juan Dixon? It's not Juan Dixon. Oh. Because it's in the front door. Juan would be the back door. Juan Dixon only takes the back door. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That would be the backyard. <laughs> anyway, um, then we hear about Jessel's love story, if you want to call it that, where she was with Bavith. She was friends with Bavith for years. Okay, this is such a wild story. She says, he was getting kicked out of his apartment, and I was looking for an apartment, so then we decided to move in together. Hey, let's pause there for a second. Why was Bavith getting kicked out of his apartment? She says that because he was throwing too many parties and he was like, got into trouble. She says that. And that's why he was being kicked out of the apartment. And she said, well, he said, well, let's move in together. This is a very Carl Radke and Lindsay kind of um, arrangement where like, oh, okay, let's move in together. And the first time around, not the second time around. Oh, yeah. The first time around. Yeah. 
It was, yeah, it was, uh, it was strange because she also was like, yeah, I mean, just the way she talks about him, it, she never she talks puts about him down him. a lot. She does. And she doesn't talk about him as like, this is a person that like, I really wanted to be with. She was like, oh, I would give him advice about other people and whatever he was uh, other such girls a dork and, and I fixed him. A dork and I fixed him. And then my mom told me that he likes me. So then I went for it. And I think she's been married for eight years. Like she's been yeah. married for less than 10 years yeah. or maybe I think maybe 10 years or whatever. Yeah. She's been married for uh, a little bit, mm-hmm. but she, if you think about the fact that like, I don't know if she's been married for you. She said she waited eight years until she had a kid. So I think she's been married for like around mm-hmm. nine years. Yeah. And I'm assuming that the marriage probably happened fairly quickly. But if she is, if Jessel is in her early 40s, it means that Jessel was around her late 20s, early 30s at the time that she got married mm-hmm. to Bovet. Yeah. As a brown woman mm-hmm. in their late 20s, early 30s, you can, you know this, we are all culture, <clears throat> you're expired goods by the time you get to 30. <clears throat> right. You have to marry somebody. So her mom comes and visits. She sees this roommate she's living with. And she's like, this works. Why don't you just marry him? He likes you. And she's like, okay. And it feels very much like maybe Jessel settled with Bovet at the time she married him because she needed to get married. And that is why she still kind of like looks down on him and is like, I helped you out because I settled with you. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It just – it doesn't feel like it's a relationship where – she necessarily even really likes him that much. She might have liked him in the beginning, but it might have been something that she talked herself into. Yes. And now she is realizing that that's not necessarily how she feels anymore. Yeah. Which which a lot of people can feel. And so sure. this is not abnormal, but um, I, I... So she's been talking about not having sex with her husband the whole trip. And yes. on camera, multiple mm-hmm. times on camera, the girls have been, you know, probing her. Mm-hmm. And then she also talks about him being a dork and how she had to fix him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, and then her husband calls and she's like, hi, how are the babies? And he says, what, what else is going on? And she's like, oh, you know, it's a, it's cray cray, but, you know, nothing yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to talk to him about it. And I'm thinking, well, he's going to see all of this. He's going to see all of this and he's going to have some issue about it if I know a brown man and his eagle. Yes. So this is going to not go down pretty. It's not going to go down well unless he truly still loves you and you don't. And he's going to try and win you back. But I, I don't am, see that. Yeah. I'm getting big like this is the first divorce of the new cast of feelings mm. with this one. Because yeah. – Okay, so then she talks about her IVF journey, right? And she's talking – I want to talk about this for a little bit because she says, you know, culturally, they start asking you right away, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? I waited so long to have kids and I was going through this infertility issue and it was so frustrating and then, you know, sex was so regimented and then we went through IVF and then when we did IVF, we had the babies or whatever through IVF. So um, it sounds like – you know, obviously based on that, she feels like sex was not a pleasurable experience anymore. It was something that they did just for procreation. Mm. It can get taxing. It can get frustrating. So those are valid. And then she also says she's not really feeling her body. She has a scar for her C-section 
And everything just feels really weird down there. So obviously, like her kids are only one and she had twin babies. So Mm -hmm. I can understand the toll that takes on like somebody physically. She also works in the fashion industry. So she probably doesn't like the way her body looks, which obviously is very normal for women. She has a very brown brown girl body. She has big boobs, hips. And yeah. she needs, and I can see how that would be hard in a fashion industry. Exactly. She has a body and she, you know, and us brown girls, like we're not, we're not toned. We're not like, you know what I mean? Like she we has a long torso, torsos, long legs. It's all kind of compact. <laughs> yeah. And so she also, I can understand how much that took a toll on her, but she also shares within this story that she never told her mom that she went through IVF. To have her babies. But she because did like six or eight times of IVF. She That's did so many lot. rounds. Yeah. That is a lot to keep from your mother. Yes. So I'm like, and I know, again, to go back to her body issues, I know during IVF, your hormones, you're, mm-hmm. you're taking so many hormones that it really fucks with your body too. Mm-hmm. So you're going through all that. And so you have this moment where she says, I didn't even open up to my mom and tell her because I didn't want my mom to feel like I didn't want my culture, my community to make me feel like I was less than or I was incapable. And the fact that she is not even willing to talk to her mom about it makes me feel like, you know, she might also already feel that way because so much of that stuff is conditioned in her own mind to view her own body that way. That like, mm-hmm. that's why she's not opening up. But then I thought back to how Jenna Lyons is sitting there and everybody's sitting there saying, your mom is so sweet and your mm-hmm. mom is so warm and we love your mom. And here's Jessel being like, I didn't even tell my mom, my mother, that I was going through infertility issues because I didn't want my mom to think that there was something wrong with me or that I was incapable of, who of like, as a woman, I was like mm-hmm. broken. So like that really paints jessel and her relationship with her mom so differently like that's so frustrating that you're like all i hear is compliments about how great my mom is but you guys don't fucking know the shit that i grew up with or like the pressure that i have or that and like that moment too- when jenna was praising her mom is the moment i felt like something shifted between jenna and jessel so yeah. this would make sense yeah and also like to go back to like the how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. If your own mom, when your own mother critiques every single thing about your body or every single thing about you, you end up then internalizing all of that stuff. So even Jessel feeling like I'm I don't feel pretty or I don't feel good in my body. I don't feel nice. I don't feel like everything is like we haven't broken the whatever, the mm-hmm. seal and all that stuff like all those things that she's saying is probably because Jessel has internalized a lot of the way that she probably grew up hearing women, other women like her mother talk about women. I, 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 yes and no. I think there is an issue. Uh, there may be an aspect of that, but, and we haven't seen enough of her mom, but the little that we saw of her mom, she seems to be not the criticizing kind um, though we don't even know when that and it's a Punjabi community so it might be that it's her in-laws may be also involved in it and it may be a bigger issue than what we see but um, I didn't get that feeling from seeing her mom but we didn't see enough of her mom what I also but I do get the other feeling which is that 
Jessel has been propped up as the perfect child and she's just perfect and she cannot fail in any way. And so she has taken that on as I, if I say that I am struggling with this, then that is a mark of failure. And I'm not going to show that. I'm not going to admit to that because that's how I am. She's also much like, you know, I'm still thinking of her in that Kyle Richards kind of, uh, you know, mm, uh, yes. frame and how she wants to show herself to the rest of the world. She doesn't want to show herself as the vulnerable and maybe not so smart and maybe not so, you know, well put together person. She wants to put together a very perfect publicist kind of, uh, you know, if a publicist worked on Jessel, how would the publicist present Jessel? They, yes. She would be in the perfect attire. She would have the perfect fashion. She would have, she's so horrified when Jenna tells her not to take two name brands, you know, she's like, oh, don't yes. take both, right? She's so embarrassed and like, and she says, oh, Jenna made a call me a what fashion, what fashion she victim. Says, she says, Jenna Lyons thinks I'm a fashion victim. Victim. And that's such a big blow for her. It's like Jenna telling her, hey, don't do that. And Jenna... First of all, Jenna, after meeting with her parents and everything, Jenna, I think, feels a little bit more like, okay, more familiar with her. But mm-hmm. Jessel is not in a place of familiarity because Jessel put up a facade for Jenna yes. and when Jenna visited. So now Jessel is like, no, we are friends, but you have to say only positive things about me. Very Ooh. much like Kyle. And now you're saying something negative in front of other people. Now I'm feeling hurt. She gets her a size large and she's like, why would you get me a size large? And I don't look put together and, you know, all of that. So she's like, I cannot present myself the way I, she's so well, she wants to curate everything and how she comes off and how she presents herself. And when she's put into these situations, um, she has no control and that bothers her. Yeah. And I think like, Let's just compare the way they said these things because the girls, okay, they're having the dinner. Uba, by the way, a sidebar happens. She steals a can of coconut cream on her way out of the bathroom. I can just watch Uba do stuff. Like just (laughs) walk in, talk to the kitchen, walk in. I mean, I would have loved – I think Uba is a breath of fresh air. I can watch Uba all day long. Yes. Also, (laughs) Uba to me feels like the next – person maybe in five or ten years that'll be on a um crappy lake type show she would do so well i want to see uba and karen huger or something like go somewhere i want uba to visit karen huger's family's farm sorry she i want her to visit sorry yeah Yeah, sorry county exactly sorry with um, with karen next time that would be awesome so they get back to the house and they all wear their lingerie and i just want to point this out because Uba also does not like what she's wearing. Mm -hmm. Uba also is annoyed that it's a size large. Mm -hmm. Uba also says she feels like an old lady. But there's something different about Uba's way of of saying those words, right? Uba walks around and she's like, who thought I wasn't fabulous? Like, blah, 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 blah. And she goes and she hugs Jenna and she jokes around. And then she puts on some jewelry and she comes out and she goes, actually, I was joking. I do love it. I think it's so fun. And then she goes upstairs, changes and gets into other pajamas. Yeah. So she's saying all these things. And at the time she's saying these things, Jessel is not there. Yeah. So, But I'm sure Jessel hears all of it, right? Yeah. He hears Uba walking around the house saying, why would you get me this? This is so offensive. I'm so hurt that somebody would. But there's something about the way that Uba's doing it that's 
joking. Yeah, it's and she does it in a kinder silly. way. And Uba gives a kind assessment for everybody on the on the show. She gives a kind assessment, like everything, anything people do. She's like, this is why they're doing it, and it's okay. And she even gives an excuse to Jessel. She's like, she just had twins. She's probably been breastfeeding. Her body yes. doesn't feel comfortable she's not comfortable in her body so having wearing a lingerie which is a very intimate thing it's not like you're giving her a scarf or a handbag you're giving her lingerie when she has been saying that she doesn't feel sexy so I understand is what Uba says which is a very kind thing to do and I wish that she had said it to the girls when they were when they were upset maybe she'll do it next week maybe that's a very kind thing for Uba to say and I think that's where Jessel's coming from but Jessel goes about it in a very wrong way because she wants to be, she is upset that she's been forced into this situation where the producers have asked her to wear this. She feels shitty about it. And now she's going to have a tantrum because she doesn't like that. Yeah, it could have been all she could have had to do was she could have gone up, gone upstairs, tried it on, came out and because Jenna Lyons did not put on her lingerie. Mm hmm. She said, you're not going to see me in it. I don't feel comfortable. You're never yeah. going to see my skin. Yeah. I have a skin thing. Yeah. Jenna, she could have called Jenna upstairs and said, hey, Jenna, is it okay if I don't wear the lingerie? I just like, I'm not really feeling my body these yeah. days. Like, yeah. And if she had said that to Jenna, if that really was it, right? Yeah. If it really was that I don't feel good about my body, so mm-hmm. I don't want to wear this. If it was that and she said that to Jenna, Jenna would have been like, of course, it's fine. Don't worry about it, right? Yeah. But instead, all she kept saying was, I would never wear this. This is so ugly. I feel this like is an old horrendous. lady. This is it, ugly. I feel like a Christmas tree. This is not my vibe. I, and even the way she came out, like her shoulders were scrinched up the whole time. She's yeah. like, oh. and in Jenna's trying really hard. She's like, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. She says it to her a couple of times. You look great. And she's like, no, no, I'm not. I, I can't. I can't wear this. Look. You could not pay me enough money to get into lingerie for television. This woman at this point has likely not even worn lingerie in front of her husband. And now she is being forced to wear lingerie in front of national television, a camera crew, a bunch of women that she's just gotten to know. She would have been in her right to say, I don't want to do this. This Mm -hmm. makes me really uncomfortable. That's where I think she doesn't have the, she feel, she doesn't have the confidence of Jenna or Uba to say doesn't work for me. I'm not doing it. She doesn't. Yes. She's a very insecure person. That's yes, why. Yes, and exactly. that's why she's wearing it to please others. But she's unhappy about it. But then she goes about saying anybody who thinks that I should wear that I look good in this is crazy. And it's yeah. Jenna Lyons and others saying that you are. So you're saying your friends are crazy. Yeah, it's just the the way that she's going about it is so immature. It's not coming from a place of somebody who is mature in no, these types of situations. This is what my daughter does when I force her to wear something <laughs> that I I think looks good on her, but she doesn't think she doesn't agree with it. This yeah, is exactly, exactly. This what is, my thirteen year old daughter does. This is what my six year old son does. Also, like yeah. it's a very immature way of reacting. And the right, the appropriate thing to say is, let's talk about what you don't like, right? But yeah. not to say, why would you give this to me? This is so ugly. This is blah blah blah. It is. It was such a. And the thing is, apparently, she goes on and on and on, right? Whereas Uba puts it on, jokes around, prances around, looks cute, twerks a little bit, and then goes upstairs and changes, right? Right. There's just a difference in how just Jessel is approaching the situation. And I feel like she is going to 
have a very difficult time on reality television. I think that we're going to see if she if she gets on the next season, we're going to see a very different Jessel. I feel like her face is going to look different. Her body's going to look different. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like she joined the show not Kyle realizing. Richards. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle she's Richards. Kyle yeah. Richards. She's, she's going to have a glow up. She yeah. wants to show a very perfect, uh, you know, family and a perfect, uh, you know, um, um, visage. And that's what she wants. And if somebody comes and pokes it and makes it look, uh, you know, deficient, she's going to make bend over backwards to prove you wrong. And even yeah. in this situation, in the in the in the confessional, she brings it up. And like if Jenna thought it wasn't um if Jenna thought that uh, I was being rude, she should have said something to me instead of like Jenna didn't go and complain to Aaron or to um, Sai. She didn't complain. She's well, that's heard, our clip like, for next week, right? Right. That's the clip for next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. But I, I saw it back to back. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like she's sort of like, OK, this is what I am. I feel uncomfortable and Jenna should have been comfortable enough to tell me. I'm like if you you blaming Jenna to be comfortable enough to tell you, but you didn't feel comfortable enough to say no. That's yes. your problem. Nobody forced you to wear it. Somebody said they probably insisted you do something along those lines, but you could have refused. Exactly. Oh, Jessel. We're going to have a hard time with you. But I also have a lot of, again, I have a lot of empathy for her, not because my mom was like this, but I do know it's hard to grow up in a community where everybody has their eyes on what a woman is capable of, Mm -hmm. whether it's getting married or having babies Mm -hmm. or anything like that, and how much that can really eat away at at your own view of yourself. So. She's driving me crazy, but I also understand where she's coming from. I think she's driving us crazy because we know her. Yeah. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Knock it off, Jessel. Yeah. Um, but I think they're all, the whole crew is a perfect, perfect group. I think every one group. of them brings something to the table. And I'm loving, loving, loving this show now. Yeah. It feels like, no, like is- I said, it feels like a fresh new city. It doesn't feel like, New York City continued. Okay. What was it? That, what's the Ramona tea? Ooh. Ramona is dating somebody. Is it someone we know? No. Okay. It's not Richie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Caduce, everyone. <sighs> no. <laughs> is it Harry Dubin? No, it's not Harry Is it Dubin. Mario? But I was kind of like, somebody, somebody online was like, uh, you know, if... Um, Oh, it was in the crappy lake thing where um where Sonia mentioned yeah. yeah. Yeah, where Sonia mentions Harry Dubin. Oh. <laughs> and his boxers. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Harry Dubin is not leaving. He's gonna be continue. He's gonna be the glue that binds the old New York uh real housewives of New York to the new one. Just watch. He's gonna Wait, so show who up. Is, who is Ramona dating. I'm not telling you. I was Wait, told you not know to somebody tell you. who it is. No, I don't know. I was just sent some info. I'll send forward <gasps> to you. Oh my god! Well, we oh. tease the people. That's some sixty-year-old dude who's under, who's going through a divorce. That's all I okay. know. Okay, all right. Well, but he looks them, too young, and I thought maybe he was dating Avery and not Ramona. Because right. he just looks too young for Ramona. But okay, all right. I was told well, he's sixty. Allegedly. 
I don't know. These uh, uh, Trumpers, man, they get some good Botox. <laughs> it's hard to tell what's going on. I mean, maybe somebody should help Erin up because she looks yeah. a lot older than her age. True. Yeah. Um, I will be back in a next next episode uh, talking about – I'm going to cover Atlanta, Crappy Lake, and also OC because I haven't talked about OC for a little bit on this podcast. But I'm going to talk about OC and uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to be complaining about Gina because she's <laughs> pissing me off. Okay? <laughs> Only now? She's been pissing me off for three years now. You look like a lunatic in the last episode. Oh, I haven't watched it. I was it. like, who did your makeup and why do you look cross-eyed, Gina? What's going on, Gina? Is this that orange look in the confessional? Yes, Is that what you're no, talking about? Not the no. orange look in the confessional. At the Nobu dinner when she's like staring at Heather and telling Heather about how her feelings are hurt. And I'm like, Gina, why do you look cross-eyed? What's going on? <laughs> and why do they keep putting these women in tiny boats? I don't understand. I don't know. They are like, yeah. And that's too many of them in one little too boat. Many, too many people in a boat with all the casting crew and everybody's with in all high heels. glasses of champagne that always spills. And of course it spills on what's her name? Tammy uh, Sue. Tammy Sue. I hate Tammy Sue. I know. All right. But I will be back to talk about that. And uh